over the new trap who that I'm your co-host Kenny Buller Welcome on the second floor podcast I've been rolling around with all my goons and all my savages I just want to do We would have dreamt of something like this and here it is Spray Ray with the heaters got the track sounding immaculate Looking kind of dapper but it be chilling It's no matter about my business so I spit Welcome to the second floor podcast I am your host, Karam Sultan, and I'm here with Kenny Buller and our guy, Cassius. Today, we got some nice, spicy topics on on the behalf of Kenny Buller. I'm going to hand it off to Kenny, and let's get into it. Okay, so here's something that's interesting. Let's say a friend of yours, you know, is going through uh, some tough times, some trivial moments in their relationship, and it's so obvious. You see... They're struggling at social events with their significant other. You hear through just how they're talking about their relationship that there's clearly some divide there. As a friend, if you're noticing that they're in a toxic relationship, like you see the way, you know, their significant other is treating um, your friend, do you intervene? You know, do, do you involve yourself? Do you tell your friend what you're seeing? Um, and do you, do you advise them to get out of that relationship? And, and how much do you do that to the point where, you know, you love your friend so much, you feel like they don't deserve this type of treatment and they're, they're, they're blinded by um, that quote unquote love that they feel for this person. Um, do you guys agree or disagree that if you were seeing this happen to a friend, you, you would involve yourself? And you should involve yourself. Um, I'm going to give you a quick example. So in in basketball, my coach always used to tell us, instead of yelling and telling the other guy what he's supposed to do, just call out what you're doing and people will follow suit. So I think in the same regard, instead of telling somebody what they need to do and what relationship they're in, I would say personally, if it was me and in my relationship, these are the things I do. And whether, maybe they can see it from a different light. Maybe they can open up their perspective and be like, oh, that's the complete opposite of how I do it. Because I feel like sometimes when you're telling somebody, they, just like the mental barrier of being told something uh, that's like an emotional topic, right? So you can put your feelings involved into it. It's easier to just get that same message across just by showing what you would do and then allowing them to, to have those two perspectives to flip back and forth from. Mm. so do you feel like like how would you handle it if that happened well i think like um i would personally just say look this is man if this was happening to me to me this is the this is what i would do this is how i'd hold my ground this is what i would want and i i'd actually understand that if the changes can't be made then maybe this isn't the person for me which is a hard thought to to kind of digest especially that early on or maybe if it's a first first relationship second relationship then things you don't really understand how things really go but um i would personally say that i would handle it in a way where i would just show them what i would do and whether they want to choose to do the same thing that's it that, then it's really up to them but sometimes I, I like giving people benefit of the doubt because, you know, there's been times where I would have done something completely different and I don't really agree with something, but it still works out for them in the end. So in that in that regard, I don't want to change or, I guess, influence anything without them going through their own experiences. Maybe it's just something to 
to look for rather than this is the way to do it. And if you see this, don't do it or don't be with her. Or don't be with him. Mm. What would you do? <laughs> what would Cassius do? Excuse me. I got to turn up the levels here so I can hear myself. See, that's what the switcher is for. Uh, I would tell them the truth. You know, I tell them how I feel. If you're a best friend, you have an obligation as a best friend to tell your friend the truth, whether it's going to hurt or whether it's going to be whatever that is, whatever the outcome or consequences. Um, I think that unless it's something that you feel that is just something that may be subjective, like for example, like let's just take the, this example off. Let's just say it's a car, right? I might not like the car you drive, Kenny, or you might not like the car I drive. But do I really need to bring that up to you and say, hey, dude, why are you driving this car? Like it's, you know, it's 2023. You got to get this or you got to do that or you got to do this. That's subjective. And it doesn't matter really at the end of the day. With relationships, this shit affects your life. You know, the partners that we have um, ultimately dictate um and influence a portion of our lives, if not all of our lives and how we take our lives moving forward. And I think that if that person is in a constant toxic relationship and you can see the red flags and you see the signs, um, you need to tell that person right away. I'll give you guys a personal example. Uh, a family member, I'm not going to mention who, years ago when I was in uh, university, I feel fucking old. <laughs> uh when I was in uni, it was my, I think it was my f second year of university, uh, undergrad. And um, this family member told me, hey, I met this girl. Um, she's from Edmonton. Do you mind, uh, you know, um, like him and I were really, really close, like extremely close. Like we were like brothers, like we would talk every day, just kind of like us. Right. And so he was like, hey, I met this girl. I would love for you, Oma, to you know, have a coffee and just talk to her and see how she is. Like she's, I think this is, this is the one for me. I was like, dude, this is awesome. You know, an old, he's like an older brother to me. Like, this is great. Like, this is awesome. This is amazing. Um, so ended up going for coffee with this woman, uh, immediate red flags from the initial conversation immediately. I could just tell as an outsider, somebody who's not you know, I'm not, I have no relationship with this person, but immediately I knew that there were some red flags and there were, it was, it was little things, but just from an initial coffee, you can get uh, a sense of energy, a sense of vibe, a sense of who this person is just from an initial coffee. So now I'm in this predicament. My, an older brother of mine, super close family member, calls me up yo how did the coffee go how is how is she like you know tell me like he's excited he wants me to basically reinforce his idea of this person and i told him i was like hey do you want me to be honest with you and he's like yeah of course please be honest with me and so i tell him hey you know what dude like she seems like a cool girl but i think you deserve better there were some things just in my coffee, like in our meeting that I just got a really bad vibe from. I don't think she's the one for you. And man, his immediate reaction was anger, frustration, rage. 
and he was like, oh, Omid, like, delete her number, block her, do not talk to her anymore. Just stop talking to her. We're good. Like, thanks for your opinion. But, like, I, I, I have, like, disagree. And I was like, okay, dude, like, it's all good. Like, I'm just looking out for you. Like, I, I'm, you're an older brother to me. I respect you. You're, like, somebody I look up to. I just wanted to tell you the truth. And that's just my truth. And he took that completely opposite. And long story short, him and I, after this, he had made up some scenarios after that. Like, I was trying to get with her. That was my motive for telling him the truth. So he thought that I was going after her. That's a naughty cue. Yeah. So he thought that, which was which was not the case at all, right? Which was not the case at all. I didn't have any intention towards this woman. And that the truth, I told him. And then after that, he cut it off with me completely. He completely, he, the, my last phone call with this guy, we're yelling on the phone. He's saying every word in the fucking dictionary. And that was it. And since this day, I don't talk to this family member. And it was because of this this woman. Now, fast forward years, there was some stuff had happened, relationship, they're still together, but it's still clear signs. The family members now see all the toxic flags, but this person is still with this person. They're together. I'm sure they're happy, but... There was a lot of stuff that happened throughout the years, but I had caught the early red flags. Now, he decide, he's still in this relationship. He still loves this woman. Great. You went through it. You have the consequence of cutting off your family, cutting off certain family members in order to stay with this woman. So, But at the end of the day, I told him my truth. It hurt him a lot where he had to cut the relationship off with me. And I have to live with that. Now, I could have just, I could have done the opposite. I could have just been like, hey, oh, yeah, she's great, dude. Go, do your thing. You know, she's an awesome woman. Do it and reaffirm his thing. But I didn't do that. I decided to take the path of the truth. So, so I guess in retrospect, do you wish you did anything different to uh, maybe if there, or do you see an alternate route that still allowed you to be, having a relationship with your cousin or with your family member and um, still being able to get the message across. I, I don't know if there was any other way, dude, to be honest. Like, I don't think there was another way. Like, it wasn't like I was like, she's da, da, da. Like, I wasn't yeah. like raw or like, I wasn't like super like, um, like, oh, this is this person's shit. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. But I was telling him in a way where I, maybe I sugarcoated it a little bit where it's like, hey, I think this person isn't the right person for you. I think you deserve better. And he heard, she's the right person for me, not for you. <laughs> exactly. So he yeah. heard it He heard it in a completely different light. And he thought that the reason I'm telling him to stray away was because I <laughs> wanted this person. Mm -hmm. And so there's an honesty, in my opinion, there is no beating around the bush with this. Like, And if you are a true homie, a true friend, and you see a person going through this toxic cycle, it is your duty and your obligation to tell them whether or not it hurts them, whether or not they take it the wrong way or the right way. Personally, for me, that's your duty as a, as a, as a true friend. Now, if you're not a true friend and you're just somebody that is, you know, acquaintances or you're just colleagues or whatever and you don't want to tell the truth, that's okay. 
But if you really want this person, like to really, if you're trying to really benefit their life, you need to tell them the truth. And then your family member asked you to sit down with her, right? That's correct. So that, that, that's something that actually really grinds my gears. This is with anything. If you're going to ask someone for advice, expect them to critique you honestly and expect them to say something that you're not going to want to hear. Like instead of just, oh, I just, I hope I get validation out of this. The fact that you're even needing some level of validation and then you get told, nah, man, like this person ain't it for you. And then you're going to turn it around on them. Like that, 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 that's a huge L on their part. Right. And I, I, I find that th this is something where, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, I'm, 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 I'm a strong believer of this. When you're starting to notice signs where you're having to choose between your family or the person you're with, I'm not saying it's just on that significant other. Like maybe this is an issue with your family too. Like maybe there's just shit that they did mm -hmm. that like you need to sit them down and be like, you do not talk to who I'm with like that, right? It's just like something went wrong there and you either um, didn't decide to handle it or you've chosen a side. And I think it's very sad. Even sometimes this is happening in a lot of South Asian relationships out there now where like you, you, you have the person who feels like, okay, like I'm now clearly very distant from my family because of who I've chosen to be with now. And that sucks. Like that, that's, that is, that is a huge L. I don't know how to put it any other way. And it's like, it goes back to recognizing where perhaps if we notice earlier signs in the relationship or just going back to how you deserve to be treated, your family wants what's best for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're not saying these things because um, they don't care about you. They see that, hey, you deserve to be with someone who treats you with as much as respect as we do. And we're noticing they're not. So how could you be with a person like that? So I just think a lot of people kind of need to recognize if, if these toxic traits are coming into your relationship, don't be afraid to call your significant other out on it. I think some people who might be too afraid of conflict may not say it, or they just feel like they're being very strongly manipulated and controlled. And like, I know therapists, but that's like a whole other rabbit hole of like how to deal with it. Right. I agree. Damn. Would you, how would you guys intervene? Is that something you would call out right on the spot if you notice? I mean, I would, and I have. So it's like, as much as I'd give examples, if, if I feel like the message isn't getting across, that's when I probably will intervene in a more hard-headed way and maybe ask the questions that they haven't maybe asked their significant other or things that might be important and just see if they've gone through a checklist of things that allows them to be prepared for the future because you don't want to be in something that just might not work out long term. So I think uh, I would definitely intervene. But at, at the start, I'm definitely giving my own my own personal perspectives and my own story uh, based on my experience. But then if they're not getting across, then I'm if I can't get across to them through that, then I'll probably I'll probably start asking them the questions that maybe they are avoiding or trying to not think of to to kind of like dive deeper and then push the button when they're a little bit more emotionally triggered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the whole question asking yeah. thing. 
especially questions they may not be asking themselves. I immediately think of like, hey, like, so tell me, like, why are you with your person? Yeah. Like, when was the last time they made you feel like genuinely happy? Yeah. Right. And just the, the just being able to like get real with them because I, I think I think that's the most important decision you make is who you end up with. And I think uh, on the on the flip, like sometimes asking those questions actually allows them to love that person even more at times right because they they realize the answers do add up for them yeah right you know even like on another aside i realize this i think it's important to recognize too that you are a very different person than your friend Mm -hmm. and what you want in your person is perhaps very different from what they want so i think what could be unfair is if you're going to a friend and there's nothing that you noticed that was toxic there's nothing that you noticed that would perhaps put your friend in a situation where they're they're going to get quote unquote hurt. And if there's something that just you're not vibing or jiving with with that person, does it mean your friend isn't? Yeah. I think that's another thing to recognize is like your friend is entitled to be with who they want to be with, even including family members. But like I think what's nice about Cash's story is like Cash has noticed the red flags. I think what would be unfair is if there were no red flags. It's like, yeah. yo, man, you can do better. And and if you can't say why, then yeah. that's not fair. So that that's something that even like, you know, I want to just address where it's like, you could be so close with a friend or family member. And it's like, even like the classic, like, you know, your, your mother or your brother or like your family member knows what's best for you. Like you need to be with this type of boy or this type of girl, hmm. right? But it's like, at the end of the day, like, you should know what's best for you. And and I think um, it's important that if you do have a friend that's saying these things, it's like, yo, tell me, like, what have you noticed then? Like, you don't, don't have to get defensive, but it's like, what are some things that you've noticed that is making you say this? And if there's some <clears throat> tangible, like, you know, reasons, then, then it's worth exploring a conversation. Well, I think just to add on that is like, when you're with this person, you're most likely have tunnel vision because you're in love with this person, you only see the good. <laughs> you tend to ignore the bad. And the reason is, is because you love the person. So you unconsciously, subconsciously will ignore the red flags and all you see is green flags. You might be colorblind, you know? And so it's like, so the duty of a best friend is to bring out the red flags in a meaningful way where it makes sense to that person, you know, and validate that, hey, you do love this person. I recognize that you love this person. I recognize how important they are to you. I recognize the relationship that you've built. But my relationship, my duty to you as a homie, as a brother, as a man, is to let you know that this is clearly what I see from my lens. Now, whether you take that as subjective, whether you take that as fuck you, whether you take that as no, you're wrong, that's fine. But the duty is, is I'm letting you know what I see. Here are the questions that I challenge you as brothers, as best friends, you should be able to challenge your best friend. You should be able to challenge your brother and say, hey, look, I understand your side. I'm just telling you my side. I'm saying what it is, what we see. And just like a family member will tell you, I don't think you should be with this person. I think you, you know, father, mother, 
sisters, brothers are all going to have their opinions. But a best friend has their own place because a best friend usually has your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. They're not there to bring you down. Sometimes family members do want to bring you down. And if you have a best friend that's bringing you down, then then obviously that is that person isn't isn't right for you. But normally a best friend is usually on your side versus a family. Family's messages tend to get washed because they, there's a hierarchy in family. You know, a father telling their son what to do and how, what career path to take is a different sort of advice. A mother telling their son or daughter what to do is a different advice. And the message is going to come off differently, even if the message is the same as the best friend. So, but as a best friend, we're equals in the room, right? We're equals when we walk around and we do things. We're looking out for each other. So when this hard, difficult conversation comes up of, hey, this person I think is toxic, this person is doing this, or this person is doing that, I'm just letting you know whether you decide to take that advice and run with it or have the difficult conversation with your partner, that's up to you. Or whether you decide to keep digging yourself a hole until the point where you realize that something's wrong, because maybe one day they'll get to that point. And we've all been in this scenario where you guys have told me something and I'll take it, but I'm not going to implement that advice. Mm-hmm. But maybe it goes in and maybe I, 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 I listen to it, but I'm not hearing it. I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm not hearing it. And then three, six, eight, nine months later, that advice comes full circle and I realize in a different moment. And so if now then I look back and I'm like, damn, Karam and Kenny had told me this a year ago. Why didn't I, why didn't I implement that? But then it took me that time to learn that lesson in order to switch up and pivot in that moment. Right. Okay, bro. Show show off your antioxidants now. <laughs> Ten <laughs> months later, you know. Yeah, the right? antioxidants. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. I gotta show you guys. So I'm on my I'm on my vitamin train. I'm on my. That's my, a ten month later journey. This is a this is two years in the making. So second floor family, you know, we're on the health train. So we're trying to we're trying to be better and do better. So to, to recap this conversation before we get into the next topic is uh, I want us to look at it like this because for our audience listening, if you're scratching your head. You're listening to this on your drive and you're going, damn, like you're probably reflecting on your relationship and whether you have to ask yourself if you're in a toxic relationship or not. I think the point of this is not to immediately call up your homies and be like, yo, like, like, what do you think of my relationship? Like as much as you could do that to Cassius's point, every single person in your life will have an opinion and it will be skewed in a unique way based off of how they're involved in your life, whether they're your friend or family. But now this is something that I think you should take away from this is ask yourself, what are the questions you need to degree monthly, yearly, whatever it is, you know, the same way, I think metaphorically, like you want a flower to grow, you got to water it. You want your milk to to, to not get sour, you, you put it in the fridge and you keep it refrigerated, right? But the thing is, something that I wanna know with you guys is like, what, what, what do you guys ask your significant others and you're glad you ask what they ask you? And it's, it's, it's the same question, but every time it gets asked, it, it's like a really solid reset button. And, and I know for me, it's one thing is we ask each other, hey, like, why do you love me? And that answer can continue to evolve as you're 
growing individually and growing in the relationship, you start to recognize what is the things and reasons that stick and what are some new things that are coming to your attention. And another thing is like, okay, well, what can I do better? What can I improve on to keep growing our relationship? And like, we ask each other that those two questions, probably every like four to eight weeks. And there's always something, but it's a nice reminder to like, not only feel really good about, oh, like this is what you're noticing. This is what you feel like I'm bringing to the table. And then the next part becomes like, okay, like clearly this is, this is something that has maybe happened one too many times and it, it's, it's not in favor. It's, 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 it's not gonna, it's not gonna keep that milk preserved. <laughs> How about for you guys? Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think you hit it on the nail with, uh, with the, how can we be better? How can you, how can I be better? I think that's what I ask is like, how can I be a better partner? And I think Krom had, uh, you know, given me some advice a long time ago and it was, um, it was something that really stuck in my head, which was, and, and maybe this is a, de- this is maybe a debate, but I feel like, you know, so Krom had said that in a relationship, you're usually the, you're going to be the one that's always going to give a little bit more than your partner in a sense of you're going to lead, you're going to provide as the man, you're going to give more and it's going to feel like you're giving more in the sense, in, in that sort of sense, in the leading and the providing and the, uh, that the relationship. So for me, I, I don't know why that really stuck in my head because sometimes I'll get into the rut of like, well, she's not doing this for me and I, I'm not getting this and I'm not getting that and I'm not getting this. And it's like, but what have you done? How have you, what have you done specifically in your relationship to enhance it, to make it better? What have you done recently that's been a little bit more? Have you gone out of your way to do something for your partner? And that was something that, that sort of question, it just like, I don't know, it was like a light bulb in my head. And I was like, damn, he's right. You know what I mean? So in in the sense of like how, then that question comes back. So essentially what Karam was saying is how can you be a better partner? Don't think of you, don't think of this as, you know, in a selfish lens. Think of it as a giving lens. What have you done? What have you done? And what, how have you given? And that, and even that question I posed to my partner, I'm like, all right, how can I be a better partner for you? Because it's different for every relationship. And well, I was actually talking to a, a homie that just uh, recently got out of a relationship over the weekend. And he was like, I just realized that my love language is completely different than my ex's. And it wasn't because they weren't clicking. It wasn't because there wasn't any chemistry. It was because the way they were giving love was different and they weren't being appreciative of each other and their love languages were different. So some things that he would do for her, he thought this was the most amazing thing. And like, he felt really like I'm loving, I'm giving her love. I'm loving this person. I'm genuinely giving them everything. And she wouldn't reciprocate that or she didn't, she wouldn't see that. Maybe he was giving her gifts or maybe he was giving, you know, the, what are the four or five love languages, whatever those are. So she was doing something that she felt like, Hey, I was, I'm providing love. I'm doing a lot. And then he's doing the same thing and they're not on the same page. And he realized that after they broke up, after our, our, our discussion. So 
I think the the main question for me, and that really sticks out to me, is how can I be a better partner for you? And then let that discussion roll. Yeah, I like that a lot better. I, I disagree with the whole, you know, a male needing to do more or if someone is, is having to do more. Because immediately, what is that doing? You're, you're, you're competing now. With your significant other. See, like, I was ready that's... to switch topics. Now there's, there's just spicy <laughs> topics. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I've been ready that's for a Yo, yo, Vivek got to be a next episode, bro. Yeah, this is, this is definitely in, next episode. We're fully into, uh, into yeah. a relationship. Damn, bro, I was so excited. This is going to be throwing a warm-up. We never got to Vivek. We just... Okay. <laughs> we could get into the thing. But, okay, okay. So, but I have a I want to flip know. response to, uh, like, I want you to continue first. Yeah, I mean, like, right off the bat, if I am going into this relationship, all of a sudden saying, as a male, I need to be doing more than you. Mm-hmm. Already, you could even tell by Cassius's response, by doing more, if and whenever your significant other, perhaps as a female, is saying something immediately you're like well i do more for you so you so sit down like that that is such a wrong way of approaching it you know it's like you're so much more easily triggered because you feel like well i'm already doing enough for you why are you getting upset and i feel like that's not fair to your woman at all because at the end of the day both of you should be contributing equally both of you shouldn't even be look because because then it becomes like i'm already thinking what are you doing what more can i do it, it it it's too much tracking and i don't like when I, that happens i think this is like there's a lot of context left out so i think it's less about what am i i'm doing more than you i think what i was trying to the the question that i was trying to pose was what can you do that would want her to do something more for you as well so it's like it's like how can you fill each, each other's cup up to the point where if you're doing more that allows her to do more it's not saying that you need to do more than the other. He did a twisting words. He did yeah, twisting yeah, words. He did a dirty twisting words. I didn't explain it. <laughs> this I whole didn't. time. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the reason why I was telling him, like, and this is nothing against women, because I think women and men are different. But in a way that I see the difference is women have a more natural inclination to be emotional because that's their that's how their bodies operate. And men think more logically. And I think sometimes where some of the arguments start stemming from is both people start thinking emotionally and one per there has to be somebody in the relationship and that could even be the woman so i'm not saying it has to be the man but because women can give birth women have periods that they go through they have different things happening to their body so obviously i'm not expecting them to to change right but as a man you don't go through those same changes as a woman from month to month so for that reason i was saying sometimes instead of engaging in the same arguments maybe take yourself out of it emotionally and maybe look at it from more logical perspective because men are very logical until it gets into relationships and sometimes when it gets into relationships it's easy because it's the one thing in our life that obviously we care a lot about and it's easy to get into the emotional side where you're just jumping back and forth but um to go back to it i would definitely say both can make the changes but I, I, how I was explaining it to Omid was if it's, if, if you leave it up to anybody to decide, maybe nobody's going to make the decision. But I was saying, this is what you can control yourself personally. And from that perspective, if you take this route, maybe you'll see the changes that you, uh, you want to see. Maybe your cups can be filled up differently and things of that sort. Cause I think in order for you to receive love, 
from your partner, you obviously got to be hitting her love languages too, right? So it's it's less about doing more. It's more about doing finding what their love language is and catering to that. And then just by doing more of that, there's gonna be more given to you as well. Yeah, I think I think just to go reiterate what I was saying, I think I think I I I, I go back to the statement of as a partner male or female man or woman i think you should be thinking about your partner in the sense of how can i be the best partner in this relationship whether you're man or woman and so if you are not putting your best foot forward and you're just expecting your partner to do certain things that's where it becomes you know the passive aggressiveness the resentment the miscommunications and things like that so i think man or woman i agree with karam i think man or woman if you are in a relationship you should be thinking about your partner in the sense of how can i be better do better listen better etc etc and so man or woman right and so i think that those are sometimes the things where we're we're in a relationship and we start to get comfortable you know, a year in, six months in, two years in, you're comfortable. So then you just expect that other person to know how you're feeling, to know what's going on, to provide you X, Y, Z because they did it in the past, right? The first year, you know, honeymoon phase, you do so many different things for this person. All of a sudden, maybe there's a bar set and now they expect certain things. And then all of a sudden you don't do those things or things change, the relationship evolves and both partners are expecting a level of, of giving and giving giving and receiving exactly i I just the the way i approach this and i want to be like pretty clear on this is i feel like it's wrong to assume that men think more logically and women think more emotionally i'm I'm speaking more so personally on this i'm the emotional one like I, i that's just who i am i'm a man i am more emotional and Preeti is, is logical, mm-hmm. right? So I, I just, I find that this is another example where when you pigeonhole how a man is and how a woman is, and then sometimes people hear it like me and it's like, well, that's not how it's kind of viewed upon in, in, in how we operate in our relationship, right? And then the next side of that would be, um, I think this is really unique about the whole love languages thing. I just had this like epiphany in a way recently where... I'm starting to recognize even like with my relationship, like we have different ways of of showing love to one another. And I just noticed that the way my significant other is going to show her love to me is it's, it's done in a way that I'm realizing the more, you know, she's joking around and having fun with me. That's her way of doing it because she doesn't do that with everybody. Mm -hmm. So then it makes me realize like, okay, that is that is her way of showing it. So the more I can recognize and actually appreciate the way they show it, the less I can, and I'm starting to work on this, feel like, no, you got to do it the way I like it. Because I think what that sometimes does too is, yes, do your best to to find a way to show um, the, the, the way your person wants to be loved. Show that to them. But also like, if that's making you be so much more inauthentic like so much less of yourself then now it's becoming forced and you're not doing it in a way that you want to do it now mm-hmm. it's like well now you're not getting me and i thought you loved me mm-hmm. so i I'm, I'm realizing this now and i'm growing out in this where 
it's like, okay, like just starting to appreciate and take more in of this is how they're actually showing it. That this is, this is the way they're behaving or the way they're showing love that that's very, um, unique and comfortable for them to do. So that, yeah, that whole love language thing is a whole other topic, but I just think it's unfair. Like, I don't know if I read it wrong when you were saying it, but it's like, with women having their like you know monthly visits, it's like no, that but that shouldn't like make you feel like it makes them more emotional, right? Well, I would say I would argue that this is more, and it it's it changes. So I guess exceptions don't break the rule, and you're you just happen to be one of the exceptions. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm t- I'm talking from a more generalistic approach to it, and I feel like a lot of people. Um, that maybe don't go through, like, for example, Prithi is highly educated. She's gone through different things that have allowed her to, to think more logically. Now, not every woman gets that or not every woman wants that or approaches that. So I think from that aspect, then it, it kind of does flip back to what I was saying earlier, right? It becomes more emotional because would you not agree that sports has made you more emotionally stable? It's grounded you more. So things of that sort, the, your life experiences are going to allow you to change and be more logical. So I'm not saying every every girl is like that. I'm just saying generally, for the most part, there's a lot more emotional um, aspects to women, which is actually what we love about women, right? Like I'm not, I'm not here to, I love my wife because she's emotional, right? And I understand because she pulls the emotion out of me as well. Now you're one of those exceptions that I was saying earlier is you, you're able to work through a lot of passion and a lot of emotion yourself. Not every guy can do that. Right. We, we had this conversation before, like what drives you? Mm-hmm. Is it more love? Do you feel like your, your life expands and grows once you're in that stage or not? And for you, your answer was yes. But I think for a lot of guys, the answer might be different. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, to me personally, I think it's a bit of both. So I, I see exactly where you're coming from. This guy, if you haven't seen Rocky and Ronnie, <laughs> that's Kenny to T. Um, but you're able to, I, I appreciate and I understand where you're coming from because you stand up for both sides. And uh, if there's a shirt that had an, any wording on it for you, it'd be equality, right? Yeah, so, man. Like I, if, I, if I were to raise, uh, I'm glad you said that. Like if I were, if I were to raise a daughter and I have one, I don't want her to walk this world feeling like, hey, like you're a woman. Mm -hmm. So here's how you need to act. I'm going to be like, hey, like you're a human. Don't ever let any person tell you what you can't fucking do. Right. Like, like you can do anything. And that's kind of my point here is like, I just feel like there's a lot out there in this world today where it's like, you're a man, you need to act like this. You're Mm -hmm. a woman, you need to behave like this. But it's like, Every man and every woman are now capable of being able to do the same thing. Now, is a man more physically strong than a woman? 100%. So going back to uh, our initial topic about telling a good friend of yours who's in a toxic relationship the truth or do you let that or you sugarcoat it and not tell them the truth and just kind of let them in there. So do you agree? Do you agree to tell them the truth? when they're in a toxic relationship agree or disagree yeah of course i agree i think uh, i get to find out if the person's right for them or share that but i also get to find out how good of a friend they are whether they they're going to cut me off because of it or if they uh, actually 
see my advice as non-threatening. Okay, let me. I I agree as well. I'm going to pose a final question, and maybe this will wrap up the five minutes that we have. Um, so you told this individual, close friend of yours, homie, brother, man, woman, they, him, she, <laughs> all not, the pronouns, non-binary, <laughs> non-binary, oh, wow, binary, so exclusive, so much equality, equality, bro. Equality, I'm learning bro. from you. <laughs> okay, so you've told this person now. They have taken the route of telling you to mind your own business. They have told you, thank you, Kenny. I appreciate the advice, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know her. You don't know how she is. I know how she is. Stay in your lane. Okay? Now, you say, cool. I'm good with that. I'll stay in my lane. I'm just letting you know. But the relationship is taking an absolute toll on this person. You can tell they've completely gone off the rails. They're off track. They're not sleeping right. They're not eating right. There's bags under their eyes. They are in the shit. You can tell. You just know they're not showing up to work on time. Maybe they're not even showing up to work at all. But I'm good, Kenny. Stay in your lane. What do you do? You know that they are... And you know that the relationship, it's not about, the relationship is the direct factor. We're just making a situation up here. Mm -hmm. the, the relationship is the direct factor of them falling off the rails of their life. What do you do? Oh, he was asking, he was talking to Kenny. <laughs> he said. The question is posed to both of you. <laughs> okay. Um, what I would do is. Do you do nothing? Or do you, what do you do? No, I, I think I definitely ask him how things are going. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm very hard headed in the sense that I'm going to get my point across because I care. Right. And I think accountability, just even from basketball, I've had to hear a lot of things that I didn't want to hear, but they pushed me towards the right thing. So what I used to think was like, oh, I just want everybody to love me, love me, love me. Now I'm okay with, you can hate me now, but you'll love me in 10 years. And that mindset is is a different mindset where I'm going to give you the best advice as a friend, as a brother. But if you don't like it, I'm okay for you to hate me. As long as even in the long run, 10 years from now, you might look back at it and be like, you know, he did look out for me and he did want uh, things that were in my best interest. Do you intervene? intervene in uh the relationship between both of them or just the you and you 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 intervene in his life in some way shape or form because you know he's off the rails oh yeah oh you 100%, do percent i'm 100 percent. so you're, you're taking action i'm taking, you're going to his house bro when you pulled up to la fitness late i put you <laughs> against the wall and put my arm on your neck saying why the hell are you late yeah i'm i'm definitely that same approach i i think like if you're really good friends and really brothers or uh, sisters with this person, then you're going to see it differently because you can do those things. If I don't even feel comfortable, if I don't feel comfortable doing those things, then maybe I'm not the one to give that advice. And maybe somebody else is in their life to give that advice. But I think if that person is the person who's helped me get through a lot, I think it's my duty and obligation to provide the same things that they provided me. Kenny, Kenny, what would you do? He won't give up. 
Like, that's like a fighter. That. I dis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like, Kram said it so well. Like, if there's someone that is so close to you, well, I mean, obviously you don't give up on your friend. I think it's wrong to completely like threaten to cut them out because you know they're they're clearly longing for some level of love, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, what I would do is I would just keep probing, keep probing. Hey, like, how do you want to be treated in this relationship? How are you being treated? Like, if we're that close now and you've opened up to me so much to sharing with me what's going on in your relationship, well, okay, there's a divide here. So what are you doing about it? So so the so I'm saying that the, he's now not uh, he's not messaging you anymore. He's screw screw you, Kenny. Okay, I'm I'm good. I I uh, I'm good. Stay in your lane. Da 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 da. But he is no longer receptive to your questions. What do you do? Like he's no longer even opening up about it. Well then. No no not not opening up. He's just he's ignoring you now. You're you're imagine, telling. Imagine me in the group chat, but just in relationships. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just it's quiet. I'm Super I'm quiet. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have to respect a little bit of the space they're giving. Then, right? I would need to know: Have I done my job? Have I done enough to get them to recognize how I feel about it? And if that's how they're gonna choose to go, then I'm still gonna be a friend. When we all get together, I'm still gonna reach out. Hey, like come out like he's not coming out he's not coming out he's he's, he's not coming going. out he's not responding to the whatsapp messages he's not responding to phone calls he's, he's not showing up to work he's you clearly know that there's something clearly off well then he needs help he like <laughs> no, bro. He, he, he needs some serious like like i mean like i need to go to his doorstep i need to like pull him out of his house yeah like, so hey, like, you're, i'm saying that are you doing that yeah, like as a friend I am, okay. but I'm I'm not going to keep trying to pry on the thing that's making them so sad. Like I'm going to try and make them feel better and be like when you're ready to talk about it, we will. Right? But like at the end of the day, like if they're like clearly this upset about something that they're not ready to talk about, I'm at least going to be there for them to time pass. You know? I think Got there's it. there's a always one extreme measure that people have as a last like last option. After that, then you might give him some space. So I think like how you're saying that I'll show up to the house. I completely agree. But I think there's certain things like that where if you show up and they're still not wanting to talk, still not engaging, then I think it's not up to me. Because, you know, sometimes you, you feel like you got to save somebody. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think then you take on that burden as well. So I don't think you need to change somebody or save somebody. But there'll be a, a point where you're like, you know, I tried my best and the rest just needs time. Because I think sometimes they just need to marinate on it and maybe they come back around, maybe they don't. But there's always going to be one extreme measure. Yeah, like you should be able to go to your friend and be like, hey, we talked about this five times. Yeah. Like we, we, we've had this conversation. Like now that it's happened this many times, what are you doing to, to, to fix the same issue that's happening? Because if you're not, then you're telling me right now that you're okay with getting treated this way. And if you're okay with it, just admit it. Just admit it. If you're okay with this happening to you in your relationship, then 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 it is it's not fair f- for, for you to come out of it upset because you keep letting it happen, right? And I, that's what's sad is when some people are more willing to be in a relationship with someone they shouldn't be with than be alone. Mm. That's a whole other podcast. Wow. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, and your opinions. This is a wrap. 
for the second floor relationship. We're going to continue the relationship train. We got debates coming. We got Vivek Ramaswamy on the next episode, <laughs> right? We got a ton of topics. So if you guys are uh, loving the episodes so far, let us know which topics that you guys want us to touch on. And uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We got weekly videos, uh, Instagram, whatever your platform of choice is, please Give us a follow, give us a shout out and, um, you know, throw in those comments about what topics we should hit up because we're about to get spicy. Second floor 2024 is going to be crazy. We're about to blow this ish up with crazy topics, crazy guests and, uh, and a ton of, uh, a ton of fun on the, along the way. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. 